0: Good evening, good vach. So we're on the top of Kufyud Tes Amad Aleph, 119a. And we're just explaining uh, that the great uh, the riches that people have worked to amass in the world will eventually go to the righteous. But it says that they will go to Hayoshim Lifnei Hashem, those that sit in front of Hashem. And the question is, who does this refer to? So the Gemara says, Zeha Makar Makum Chaveiro this refers to those that recognize the place of their friends in Yeshiva, the Rashbam and Rashi learn that a person that goes to Yeshiva, and he doesn't just sometimes there, but he knows where everybody sits. He knows even where his friend is. So that shows, Rashi says, uh, He's he's not just a visitor, he's there all the time. Basically, people that, that regularly attend places of learning, so much so they know who sits where, those are the ones that ultimately will inherit the riches of the world. There are a few other pshatim here. Um, the Marsha learns that it means that he knows um, uh, how to respect other his friends. He knows, he thinks about what's best for them. He knows even what his friends' needs are. He used to say, if you love someone, you know what they need and what they don't need. Um, so that's the idea. He recognizes what his friends need. Or he greets his friends, meaning he shows respect to them. Some people say it means he's there first. Uh, what does it refer to also? The Pasa continues on about these great tzaddikim that will inherit the riches of the world. And so it talks about people that uh, will cover the ancient secrets. There are certain things that uh, are not meant to be uh, exposed to people that don't know how to um, appreciate them. Things like Kabbalah, things that are Hashem's secrets. Atik Yomim, you, what are they? Sisrei Torah. The Rashbam says these are things called the Maiser Merchava, the divine chariot, and there are also things called uh, things from Breshis, before creation, so, these are things that are hidden secrets. The only person who's fit to learn them, uh, then he's, um, uh, but he doesn't necessarily teach them to everybody. Uh, this is almost the opposite, that he reveals the things that need to be revealed. Meaning, that have been hidden for a long time, he helps explain things. There are many mysteries in Torah, things that have been forgotten or things that people don't understand. And if you work at them, uh, you can understand them. Uh, the Vilna that uh, was amazing. He uncovered things that till then nobody understood, and so that's those are the people that are, will be, uh, merit these treasures. David Melech says a tefillah, and the the first word is "lam <speaking in Hebrew> to the victor. They usually say, what does that mean? "Lamisha" <speaking in Hebrew> it doesn't actually mean to the victor. It means to the one who allows somebody else to be the victor. Lemisha was and he's happy that someone else wins. Who's happy when someone else wins? Go and see that a Baruch Hashem is very different than a king of flesh and blood. A king of flesh and blood, so If you win, If you win, you lose. You don't win against a regular king. If Hashem if you can convince him to change his mind, he's happy because when Klau Yisrael sinned by the golden calf, Hashem said, maybe we should destroy Chas Risholim and start over again with Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem said, you know what? I'm convinced we need to destroy them. But Lule Moshe Bichiro Moshe Rabbeinu was such a great person. He stood up and argued with Hashem. So here he's praising Moshe, that Moshe won the debate. So he likes, uh, when you think about it, when you daven, you're trying to convince Hashem to change his mind. In other words, that something uh, appears not to be the way he, somebody's not well, or things, a person is going through a certain trouble, and you're davening to Hashem to change it. And Hashem uh, is happy if you can convince him to change it. That's the idea fascinating passage when it describes the Chayos HaKodesh, the holy angels that surround Hashem. It says, under the angels, there's a the hand. The, whose hand is it? That's Hashem's hand, that's spread out underneath the Wings of the angels, to receive those that do teshuva Angels are a perfect creation. Mankind is not. And uh, the angels remind Hashem that man isn't always deserving that his teshuva should be accepted. So Hashem has a hand underneath the angels that he overrides the angels, so to speak. And if somebody wants to do teshuva, they're always accepted. It's almost like when a person is, is drowning in the water and somebody extends a hand to pull them out. That's the hand that Hashem has out, even though in, in terms of uh, strict justice, the person doesn't deserve that. Uh, but that, that's the idea that he has a hand that goes beyond what the angels are willing to do. All the gold and silver that existed in the world Yosef Luchdu Vavile Mitraim. Yosef Hatzadik gathered that money and brought it to Mitraim. how do you know that? She never luck to Yosef is called Hanimsa. Yosef gathered all the money that was to be found. Ain Li Elisher Bitzraim. I only know that the Egyptians and during the famine paid all that money to Yosef to get the food. The money, all the Egyptians, the people in Mitzrayim, but what about the people in the land of Canaan, and other lands? How do we know that all their gold and silver went to pay for food during the famine? All the lands came down to pay. And when Klai Yisrael left Egypt at the time of Yitzhiot Mitzrayim, they brought the wealth of Egypt. It says they cleaned them out. Revazi said, "Asu Zush ein bodogin." They made them like, like a trap, without any wheat. Uh, when you make a trap, you have to have bait in the trap to catch the birds. Otherwise, you can't catch any birds. Egypt had nothing left to catch people, so to speak. They uh, they had no more, no more. Uh, um, uh, the cleaned them out. Rishimin said another example, Kamitsula, It's like the deep part of the water where there's no fish meaning that there was nothing left. Uh, some people say one, the, one was uh, the physical, they took all the money, and they also spiritual, they took all the sparks of holiness with them. Anything that was worthwhile left Egypt. V'hayu ad and it stayed in Klai Yisrael through uh, hundreds of years, and uh, it was uh, in, the, uh, in the capital in Yushalayim, until rechavam, the son of Shlomo amelech, was king, bo'ashishach melech mitzrayim, And uh, the king of Egypt came and he raided Eretz Yisrael and he took all the gold and silver back. Shinemer, as it says, it was in the fifth year. And he took all the treasures. Now, and the nature of life is that he he took the wealth, but then in in a different war, the king of Africa of Cush came and took it from Shishak, the king of Mitzrayim. And then in a different generation, Bo Asa, the king of Yehuda, came and not to al Malachush. But he then later on sent it to Adriman Ben uh, the, uh, uh then, then again, the wealth transferred. Bo B'nai Ammon, and then the B'nai Ammon came and they took it, Meadriman Ben Tereman. Bo Yoshafet, and then Yoshafet got it back. V'noto b'nei Amon, Munak ad Achas, and then it was in Klau Yisrael until Achaz came, and then Baal Sancheirev, and then when San Sancheirev came, he came and took the money. V'noto me Achaz, Bo and then Chizkiyo got it. V'noto San Sancheirev. V'hamunach ad Tzitkiyo, it was there until Tzitkiyo, and then the Babylonians came, and they took it from Tzitkiyo, Bo Parsim, then the Persians came, V'noto me Bo and Yavonim, V'noto Parsim, then the Greeks came, Bo Roman, then the Romans came, V'noto Yavonim, they took it from the Greeks, and the the money, the wealth of the Roman Empire conquered the world, and they had all this great gold and silver was there. Yosef buried three treasures. It's not clear if these were Yosef's private treasures or he buried them for a paro. One of them Korach found. Korach was a Jew who lived in Mitzrayim. And uh, Yosef had died, and uh, uh, Korach had stumbled upon that treasure and brought it with him on his way out. He was a Roman emperor, and uh, he found another one. And one is for the future, uh, I saw an idea in the Sefer Lakute, that there's three kinds of things people do with treasures. One is like Korach, they use the money to try to buy power. Uh, and to, to try to gain authority, the second one is like the Roman Emperor Atininus that he tried to buy stuff. It says that he had all kinds of fruits and vegetables and fancy food, and uh, all the all the some people they use money to buy stuff. And then the third are the righteous; they use the money to do mitzvahs. So Korach, what did he do with his money? So it actually is what um, led Korach astray. It says there's a that it says, sometimes wealth is not good for a person. This is the wealth of Korach. Remember, the, when Korach was swallowed up, with his wealth. Now, why do, why does it say his wealth? The the word, uh, that which stands him up. If a person has money, he feels like he's a big shot. That's what helps a person stand up that was swallowed up together with Korach. If he didn't have that much money, he would have never been tempted to rebel. How do you know how rich Korach was? It took 300 donkeys to carry the keys to the treasures that he had. Now, you might think that that the, the keys were metal, heavy metal keys. So how many could they carry? No, these were leather keys. So he was quite wealthy. Now we go back to the hallow. Uh, what happened, he says, I give thanks to Hashem because Hashem answered me. That was the tefillah of Omar Yishai. What happened was, uh, when uh, Shmuel Hanavi came to Yishai, he said, call your sons in. I have an important uh, mission, an important uh, thing to, uh, uh, to convey and Yishai was convinced that David Amelech would not be an important son, would not be worthy of even being chosen by the prophet, and he left David out with the sheep. So now that, that David was the one that was chosen, so Yishai, the father, said this pasach, "Evan Maisu Habanim, the stone that was rejected by his own family, Haisele Rosh Pina, now he was the one who was chosen to be king. Omar Yishai, meis this was from uh, Omar Yishai, and then the brothers who were all there, they said, This is from Hashem. Omer Ach, Zeh ha Hashem. Who's that? That's with Shmuel. Navi said, "An Hashem Hashiynah." Omer Ach, that's Baruch Hashem. Omer David, Baruch Abba Hashem Hashem. Omer Yishe, Baruch Hashem. Omer Shmuel, El Hashem v'yorlanu Omer Kulam. They all said, "Ishu Vosim. Omer Shmuel, Keliyata v'yedaka. Omer David, Alkeremelka Omer Kulam. Basically, this was the whole scene there with the crowning of the first Jewish king. Um, uh, fits into the verses of Hallel. The um, final line on the page, we learned over there, as we turn to 119b. So in some places, they repeat certain verses in Hallel, so if that's what they do, yikful. actually Rashi says, Kola, hallel. if they do repeat the whole Hallel, you repeat the whole Hallel. Sometimes it's a back and forth between the Chazan and the Tzibor. If they just read it once, you should read it once and if they make a bracha afterwards, then you should too. A co committing hamedina. There are various customs and minhagim about the saying of halo. It's only a debate about the final bracha of halo. Avulafanov, but everybody agrees that you make a bracha before the halo and why do you make a bracha before you say the halo? do All uh, brachos. Are uh, all before a mitzvah you make before you do the mitzvah, and it uses a word over lesayasan before it's done. But it's not so clear what this word over means. So now the Gemara shows us from other verses that the word over means before. My mashmida over dumi. How do you know the word over means it comes before? Over there the uh, the achimatz. Um, uh, um, wanted to be the one to announce the good news. Uh, it, it's always a, a, a worthy person is the one to, there was a civil war, and David HaMelech was um, in danger of losing his throne, and they won against, uh, David HaMelech's army won against the army of Absholem, who was greater than his, and uh, they came, uh, Achimetz wanted to be a one to announce to David the good news, and so he ran in front of the other runner, who was the Kushi. So it says, it says he passed him. So that means he came before. Abaye says it's a different verse. You see this word, means to come before. There's five psukim in hollow that are repeated, not the whole hollow. He added. What did he add? At the end over there, uh, lamata. Dorish Zimna Mishmei Sometimes he said it in the name of Rab. Zimna Mishmei We're going to see one final little story here. Again, we were just talking about the halal, whether you repeat the verses or not. Um, we were talking before about the halal and the end of the Seder, and one of the parts of the Seder was the benching. And there's a big significance to the one uh, that holds the cup and leads the benching. So uh, the more quotes this is uh, let's, uh, I believe it's from a medrash, but he says the "May VeYigamel." It says, when the child grows up, uh, he will be weaned. Uh, that uh, the the Avram Avinu made a special suuda to thank Hashem that he would have a uh, children who would carry on his message, and um, his idea of making a special suuda, a special meal. There's uh, that's a suuda's mitzvah. So in the future, Hashem will make a big Suda, a meal for the righteous, on the day when he can show his kindness to the descendants of Yitzchak. It's, um, uh, it's a future um time that uh the when uh, the time of Mashiach when Hashem uh, can um uh, pay back, so to speak, or show kindness. Uh, back to the descendants of Avram Avinu, and they'll, they'll have this suda. So it'll become time to bench. No le'avram Avinu, of course, they'll offer it to Avram Avinu, uh, the cup of benching, levorach. For Amar Lahan he will say to them, "Ein mevorach. He said, I'm, it's not fitting I should bench. He ate some man Yushmol. I had a rotten apple. I had yishmol. Some people will say, since benching mentions the bris, yishmol didn't follow in the bris so um really oh, so then they said yes okay you bench um la Hen, any work i had an asaf um iliakov yakov yakov of his kids were righteous toberko um had any of works in i can't make a bracha about the torah i married two sisters um uset torla that eventually that would be forbidden um again they explain why he did that and that was before he was in eretz israel but at the end of the day, he didn't feel that he should be the one to make the brachas of the benching. So um, lo Moshe, So they said, okay, Moshe Rabbeinu, you bench. Take the cup and bench. I, I shouldn't be the one to bench. I never merited to come in to Eretz Yisrael. Not during my lifetime and not even during death. And one of the brachas in benching is about Eretz Yisrael. Omer lo Yeshua. So they said to Yeshua, Tullu you make the bracha. Olam Meini I can't make the bracha. Leben. Yeshua didn't have any sons. Yeshua Ben Nun Nun Beno. It's the verse in Devarayomi where it goes through his family. It doesn't mention that he had a son afterwards. Yeshua Beno. Amr David, So finally they said to David Hamelach, you be the one to bench. For i said, okay. David Amalek said, I'll be the one to bench. Lee no levorok, it'll be appropriate. I'll lift up my cup and thank Hashem. David was the sweet singer of Israel. He could be the one to lead the benching. They ask about it. Doesn't it sound arrogant? Well, a king isn't allowed to forgive his honor because the honor of the king is like the honor of Hashem. And so, uh, therefore, uh, he accepted to lead the benching. Okay, let's see the Mishnah. You don't have any dessert after the afikomen. My afikomen. What does the words afikomen mean? So, Omarav, he says it has to do with the words, uh, the uh, moving from here. Omarav, Shloyakar, Mechabur, Lechabur. It's a din by Korban Pesach that you, when you're in one group, you can't go to another group. So, in other words, you don't change the places. Now, we're afraid if you change places, you'll eat some more Korban Pesach from a different group, and that's not allowed. Mishmol says, uh, for example, or they used to eat a dessert. He used to eat mushrooms. The gozli or or birds. The more people eat sweets, believe it or not, for dessert is an ancient custom. So we don't eat dessert after the afikomen. You have to make sure to eat everything before you eat uh, the afikomen. So again, the first view was that you don't move to another place after the the afikoman referring to changing the spot and the second thing is refers to not eating after dessert. Now that's true when you have a korban pesach but now the gemara says that's true even with matzah you don't eat anything after the afikoman. Tanan, I aim after eat nacha pesachafy but it says by the korban pesach. A de Lo, you can't eat anything after the korban pesach. But maybe after matzah you could. And more said, no, not only, lo me boy boyach matzah. Not only after you eat matzah de lo nufish time out. Now the idea is that you want you know, when we do a mitzvah, it's not that we do the mitzvah and done. It's the opposite. We take the mitzvah with us. The mitzvah stays with us, encourages us, helps us grow, get closer to HaKadosh Baruch So we want that flavor of the mitzvah to stay with us. So not only matzah, that you know, it's hard to keep the taste of matzah in your mouth very long. So we understand why you don't eat something else because you won't have the flavor of the matzah. But achar, peset, the time of it after you eat a roasted lamb or a roasted goat, you're going to taste that in your mouth a long time. And if you eat a little bit of dessert, you still taste the lamb. I would have thought it's okay. No. The bottom line is we don't eat anything so that we savor the taste that we carry with us the message of matzah and korban pesach. Name Messiah. Let's see if we can bring a proof that for matzah you're not allowed to eat anything afterwards. They had different pastries they made. Kosher Pesach pastries. Sufganim, similar to Sufganiyos, like donuts, Dushanim, where you put sugar on the matzah, Askrichtin, wafers. You can have all kinds of other foods at the Seder. Again, it's for Kosher Koshla Pesach. But you have to eat the matzah in the end. So what do you see? that uh, the afikomen has to come in the end. Bachrona in You can't eat the afikomen first and eat the other stuff afterwards. Okay, we will stop here. A good fuck, everyone. And be well.